Nurgle is the Lord of Decay, who presides over physical corruption and morbidity. He is the father of plagues, and putrefactions are attracted to him like flies to a rotted corpse. For his amusement, he devises foul contagions that he inflicts upon the mortal world, the result of which greatly fascinate him. Nurgle's gaze thus drawn to those mortals bloated with sickness, and he generously favors those who spread disease in his name. To Nurgle, every rattled corpse is a welcoming nursery for wriggling maggots and cloying plague spores. Every stagnant lake and rotting forest is a paradise in which parasitic larvae and bountiful poxes can flourish. These are the gifts that Nurgle lavishes upon the mortal realms, and if there is malice behind his generosity, it is directed only to those ingrates who try to decline his offerings. Hello, all you wonderful listeners. It is I, Nobbler G, and welcome to Nurgle November, a lore study of all things Nurgle in the Age of Sigmar setting. This series will take us through what we know and do not yet know of Nurgle and all of his followers leading up to their awesome release this December. So please, sit back and enjoy this look into the Plague Father's world of corruption in the series brought to you by Grimdark Live, called Nurgle November. The Plague Doctor Festus, the Leech Lord. Dr. Festus was once a well-heeled physician and surgeon, thought of as the finest of medics across all the lands. He had a string of hostels in many cities, and even maintained a prestigious apothecarian. Despite his success in the treatment of several virulent strains of diseases over his career, his failure to conquer the gnashing fever drove him to the edge of madness. Lost and despairing among the corpses of those he could not save, when Grandfather Nurgle offered him an encyclopedic knowledge of every form of disease, including the gnashing fever. Dr. Festus gladly agreed. He could not conceive of the power with which he was dealt, nor the fact that his new patron's strange gift would drive him over the precipice of madness. From that point on, the apothecary was driven only by an obsessive desire to experiment, to take his knowledge of contagion and sow its fruits across the old world and beyond. If he and his ever-thirsting leeches could devise even stranger afflictions in the process, then so much better. Since the Age of Chaos began, Festus has been sighted across the mortal realms. Some believe him to be a demon, others a rot-bringer of exceptional age and malevolence. His coming heralds outbreaks of most lethal and bizarre plagues. Festus comes not to conquer in the conventional sense, but to experiment just like Grandfather Nurgle himself 
Festus delights in the act of creating virulent life and then unleashing it upon an ungrateful foe, brewing magnificent new sicknesses with the aid of his devoted nurgling assistants, Muckus and Puckus, and singing operatic duets with his favorite leeches as he works. The vaulted cellar under the abandoned hospice was warm and quiet, just how Dr. Festus liked it. The dark apothecary sang in a resident bass that would have made any baritone proud as he bumbled over to a glass-strewn bench, carefully decanting an alembic mixture of pus, goo, and primus into a bowl of simmering crow's blood. He turned his head away and took a deep breath that should be sufficient for the next verse. The tune was Nurgling's ditty he had picked up during his time in the master's great garden. He hadn't been able to get out of his head ever since. Not that he minded. He'd even added a few verses of his own in the last few days. Rampity tam, tiddly poo, boil the blood, and in you go. Festus happily sniffed at the vile stench that emanated from a seven-gauge copper saucer. Close to perfect, but still a ways to go yet before the sixth ingredient was complete. Still, now he was back in civilized lands, he was confident of success. It had been next to impossible to do any proper research in the icy wastes of the far north, with all that wind, sleet, and hail buzzing about. As much as Festus loved the dizzying variety of test subjects up in the north, more and more one concoction had frozen solid before he could force-feed it to some lucky recipient. His leeches had moaned on and on about the constant cold, and he risked his equipment shattering or cracking every time he tested his poisons in battle. In the end, he had packed up his tools and headed south to Altorf, a city so busy that even one as foul as he could escape detection. To his great pleasure, he found his reserve hospice pretty much as he had left it. He had set up his laboratory in the cellar that same night. The doctor's time among the brutish northerners had been very informative, and he'd obtained some vital materials. But ultimately, his little holiday had only diverted him from the great work one could not bring boundless life to the world whilst walking in the shadow of death. To foster true abundance meant forsaking the world of a killer for a time, and for a man of learning such as Festus, that was just fine. Scooping up the top half of a corpse and holding it in his arms outstretched, the leech lord danced clumsily across his laboratory. Fiddle dee deem, wriggle and scream, nibble the fingers and tank the cream. Popping his dancing partner against a dunking stool, the doctor twisted the keg tap inserted into the neck of one of the corpses that hung upside down from the cellar's arches. A lumpy, gray liquid oozed from the corpse's open mouth, and Festus filled a generous glass vile to the brim before wiping away the overspill with a fat finger. He couldn't resist tasting it afterwards, looking around guiltily to see if any of his corpses were watching. Naughty but nice, and anyway, who would begrudge him 
He'd always wondered if his fellow apothecaries would yield the best ingredients on the inside as well as on the out. Sure enough, they tasted splendid. His mind wandered to a different tune. Distribute the boxes in the window boxes, tumpety tum, tickle the tum. There was a series of bubbling pops from the cauldron in the corner of the cellar's seven benches. The noise startled Festus into silence. He'd not yet lit the fire pit today. He was sure of it. The doctor heard a low and sibilant hiss. Every corpse in the room turned to him, mouthing his name. The room filled with an indescribably powerful stench he had smelt before, back when he was still human. What we got here, said the doctor slowly and carefully, placing his glassware on the counter. Cold sweat began to appear on his flaccid jowls. His fear dissipated somewhat when a tiny, antlered head poked its way out of the cauldron. Its rot-drizzling grin reminded Festus of an old friend. Well, spring and greetings! It squeaked. And greetings and well springs to you, little one, said Festus cautiously. He looked around a bit, but the corpses had turned back to normal. The ugly little demon squinted at him for a moment, bit his ragged lip, and the cauldron bubbled again. I bring news! It cried, raising its tiny misshapen arms in celebration. Then tell of it, replied the doctor. By your antlers, I'd say you have a message from the grandfather, correct? Correct! He say, Doctor, Doctor, burn me quick. Burn you? Burn you, little one, said Festus, his brow furrowed. Why in Nurgle's name would I want to go and do that? Jiplips come. Lordling Gord, Jiplips marching fast, the demon said earnestly. Another two demon mites rose from the bubbling cauldron on either side of it and nodded like serious children. Triplets? Do you mean the triplets? The glots of Norsica? The antlered nurglings nodded vigorously in response. The glotkin are nearing all twelve already, pondered Festus. I'd rather doubt that. Two altars! Stew altars! Shoutlings make a new altars! They sang. Mmm. Interesting. And you are three uh, shroudlings, then? Is that why the grandfather wants me to burn you? The first nurgling squinted its eyes and nodded happily. Evil-smelling bubbles burst up around it, leaving gray puffs in the air. Smog! It declared. I think I see, said Festus. By burning you, little one, we can make the city more to our liking. Is that right? Two Altorf! New Altorf! Shadows make a new Altorf! The Nurgling shrilled, paddling around the cauldron and splashing each other. Yes. Yes. Said Festus. Well, 
The closer we get this gloomy city to the glory of the Master's Garden, the happier we'll all be. The doctor glooped a gallon of gunk out of the cauldron with a large glass bowl, plopping out several nurglings in the process. Festus lit the fire, turned and said, Okay, right, myself, Miss Little Friends. Time for you to go in the fire. a good day's work for the grandfather. Right, now then, where do I place that seventh ingredient? Bum-ba-de-bum, boop-de-boo, doop-de-doo, stuff the square million the goo. <laughs> That's kind of catchy, that is. <laughs> Hello, and thank you for listening to this installment of Nurgle November. I hope you enjoyed this bit of fun as we head towards the new release for Nurgle uh, for Age of Sigmar 3.0. So be on the lookout for more Nurgle Novembers to come very, very soon. But until then, stay gross, you gamer goons. See you next time. Bye. Remember this, my little pimples. The grandfather loves you. Let me blow you a kiss. (laughs) 